the bi-week edition of the Dolphins In-Depth Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, to the I guarantee you the Dolphins will not lose this weekend. Adam Beasley, star of the show, I say to you and I turn to you and I hug you because you have authored the ability for the Miami Dolphins to not lose this weekend. Yay! They're undefeated in week five. Five, yay! Also, this might be the putting the tank into the shop for repairs uh, edition for the for the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 long run the finishing run edition of the Dolphins and Debt podcast. The tracks have gone off uh, off the kilter there a couple of times. There have been some uh, some rough moments. There is no doubt the last four weeks, actually the last like nine weeks that uh, since training camp is open, I am Armando Salguero. And we appreciate you listening us to us today. We are sitting here, standing here in the Dolphins' lovely pro shop mm-hmm. at training camp, looking around and believing that um, I have to go over there and buy a Dolphin hand puppet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to get myself a hand that puppet. That caught your eye. That is one amazing Dolphins TD Porpoise-like hand puppets. What about the slip-on shoes? Would you buy a pair of those? Uh, or the dolphin monkey. <laughs> I got to go with the dolphin monkey. It's um, Look, right now the dolphins are uh, in the middle of their final practice of the week. Mm-hmm. Only practice of the week, right? Only practice <laughs> of the week and in pads. So I appreciate the fact that uh, Brian Flores is still trying. So... Let's uh, let's do let's do equal parts looking back and looking ahead, shall we? Sure. Um, let's look back first. The first four weeks of the 2019 season has delivered what, Adam? Worse than expected. I knew they were going to be bad. I did not know they were going to be this bad, as in historically bad, as in outscored by what, 30 points a game bad. 35 points a game bad, that stunned me. And it set the tone with 59 to 10 in week one. And you could make the argument that things have gotten better, but they've gotten better to the point where they're just a normal, awful team. Yeah. um, So maybe the pendulum for tanking has swung too far. Mm -hmm. Would you you say that's fair? Maybe (laughs) they, they got rid of too much talent. Unless your number one objective is to make sure make sure it succeeds, which I don't think it is. I, 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 we've, we've talked about this on and off air. I don't think their objective was to lose every game. I don't think that was the case. I think it was to, to strip it down, get all the money off their books, ensure themselves a high draft pick. But it's really hard, as we've seen so far this year, it's really hard to ensure you have the number one draft pick. You know, it's interesting. In this season where they are 0-4 at the bye week, um, so they've lost a lot. Mm-hmm. Another thing that they've lost, Adam, is the argument. And they're, the argument of whether they're tanking or not. You remember um, everybody, well, not everybody, actually, exclusively at the Miami Herald. Because, uh, you know, I'm going to raise my hand. I mentioned the word tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I did it in January mm-hmm. of 2019. Um, because it was mentioned in uh, 
coaching interviews, or at least eight one. Mo- eight months ago. Nine yeah. months ago. So, and yet the Dolphins insisted multiple times, we're not tanking. On and off the record. We're not tanking. Um, and I and you counter-insisted, you are tanking, it's tanking. And they looked at us really mean and said, we're not tanking. And, uh, you know, speaking for me, I insisted again, <laughs> you're tanking. They've lost the argument. There's no one that I know of that I've spoken to who doesn't say the Miami Dolphins are tanking. They, they you know, Coach Flores has made the argument, we're trying hard, we're, we're not trying to lose, and that's true. Right. But you, no matter how hard you try, if you're given – uh, a roster of 10 fat guys and 17 guys that shouldn't be in the league and 12 inexperienced guys and, you know, 12 out-of-shape guys, you're not going to win right? no matter how hard you try. Right. I don't think there will ever be a point where they say, come up with a mysterious injury for Josh Rosen or they will – botch a play call on purpose to lose, but I don't think it's going to come to that. I don't think they're going to need to because they've done it organically. Absolutely. And around the NFL now, other teams recognize that the Dolphins are tanking. And that leads me to what has happened. Um, We've seen in the last four games, with the exception of the opener, a team kind of even the New England game the second week, it was a blowout. It was There was never a moment where you thought that the Miami Dolphins were going to win that game or even make it close. But the Patriots were kind of just going through the motions mm-hmm. type of thing. They were just kind of uh, performing but not doing it with a great sense of urgency. The Ravens are the only team that have given the Dolphins their best shot. You know why? Because it was the first game of the year. Mm-hmm. The Ravens wanted to get off, and their quarterback wanted to show up and show out. And they did all of that. They came in here with a purpose. Everyone else has kind of realized, wow, the Dolphins really suck. (laughs) And they haven't taken them seriously, and it's still won by 20-plus. Well, the thing about it is, and here's – I think I wrote about this in the column the other day. So these teams kind of go through – they don't go through the motions – but they don't give it 100%. Mm-hmm. They don't invest 100% in the game in the first half. And in the first half, the Dolphins, who are invested 100%, although they're not supremely talented, they, they give the other guys a, a, a what for. Right. You know, they, they kind of – it keeps it close. But in the second half, when the other guys go, yeah, all right, enough of this. It, what is the score now? 81 to zip. 81 to zip after halftime this year. That's that's the thing. Uh, I mean, that's my theory. Am I off? No. I think, Am I stupid? I, I think you're... Well, don't answer that. <laughs> you're the smartest guy I know in this room. There's no one else in this room. Oh, I, don't, I don't really know the... Uh, the, the, the There's the dolphin hand puppet. <laughs> I don't really know the fine lady who's working behind the register, so I can't speak for her, but you're definitely the smartest person I know. In Outside of the lady and you, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. Great, thanks. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty dumb to dismiss 
uh, human nature mm-hmm. and an emotion and stuff that matter in football. And you see it on the field in the way that they the other teams perform. In the second half, they get serious, and it becomes widely apparent that the Dolphins are undermanned. Right. And so that's that's difficult. Let's look ahead, because when we come back from this mighty bye week in which the Dolphins will not lose, they play the Washington Redskins. Correct. What's going to happen? Woo! Uh, this could be... For anyone who's on Team Tank, this is one of your nervous weekends coming up. That's so amazing that you said that. It's 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 this weekend and December twenty second against the Bengals are the two you're most worried about because the Jets. There's no way Adam Gase is going to lose to this team. Even if they go two and fourteen this year, they're going to he's going to beat this team twice because he's going to put forth his absolute best coaching effort possible. Instead of sleeping one hour a night, he's going to sleep a half an hour a night for those weeks. And uh, the Jets will sweep the Dolphins. But the Redskins are really bad, man. They're really, really bad. They have a coach who's on his way out. They have three quarterbacks, which means they don't have one. Haskins isn't ready, clearly. It might be Colt McCoy who's down here in two weeks. But here's something crazy, Armando. I broke down the numbers. And, yes, the Dolphins are still overwhelming favorites to get the number one pick. And here's why. They do these computer-generated power ratings, FPI, whatever ESPN has, the football power index and yes the Redskins are 31st and the Dolphins are 32nd but the gap between the Redskins and the Dolphins in the power index is as big as the gap between the Redskins and a top six team in the NFL so the Redskins are really really bad but the Dolphins are so 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 much worse well I I think that if you look at the two teams uh, just on paper the Redskins are a superior team based on talent Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to say something that is going to freak out Dolphin fans. This coaching staff, if you give them that team, that that Redskins team, they kill the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. They kill the Dolphins. This coaching staff with this team, with this roster, against that coaching staff with a superior roster – it's going to be a close game, and I don't know which way it's going to go. Well, we don't even know who the head coach is going to be then because it's entirely possible if they get smoked by New England this weekend, which we all believe they will, 0-5, that's it for Gruden. But what am I saying about this coaching staff then? Really good. Well, okay. Better, better, <laughs> in, compar- in, compar- in comparison to the Redskins. Yes. Uh, you know, I've seen stuff from this coaching staff that has been um, disappointing. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen stuff from this coaching staff that has been enlightening and has been encouraging. It it has suggested to me that it's going to be all right. Are you aware that the Dolphins are the second least penalized team in the NFL? I am aware of that. Um, Are you aware that Brian Flores... Is a boxer's not no? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know anything else that you might not be aware. I am of. also aware that uh, despite putting an offensive line on the field that probably wouldn't start for a lot of colleges. Stop, stop! You did that Alabama thing and it's last true. week, and you're killing me with that. It's I know old school football people cringe when they hear it. This is not a normal situation. This is not. There are 30 guys on that active roster that should not be in the NFL. So how is this an NFL roster? It's not. It just isn't. And, okay. Uh, But together, 
a team is a is a is a union of people. Yeah, there are te- Okay, so there are um college teams that may have more No, it's that that's not even true. The Dolphins have a bunch of former first-round draft picks. Not as many as the the, the, the Crimson Tide are going to have this year. They're going to have seven first-round draft picks this year. Okay, so the Dolphins have five: Charles Harris mm-hmm. and Kimdichi Nanemi. You don't have him. You you, you have him. He's on. on the roster. He's not. Has he played a game? Oh wow. Is he going to play a game? All right. We, so, we don't know for sure he's going to play. All right. So Charles Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taco, Devontae Parker. Taco Charlton. Taco Charlton. Um, there's two more. Who? Who? Uh, there are two more because I counted them up before, and there were six. So, or, so who? Devonte. I already said him. Oh, Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins. And who was their number one draft pick? Oh, it was Minka. They have a fifth. Let's, like, let's check the roster. <laughs> they, okay. de- they definitely have. A, oh, Josh Rosen. Come on. All right. So they have five. All right. So. And, but here's the difference. This team is better coached than Nick Saban. <laughs> okay. Um, look, I just. It, it would be a 10-point game according to odds makers. Some have made it even as low as 8 or 9. Could get down to 6 if the Dolphins' injuries continue. Oh, stop. No. No, I think I think uh, I think there is not a real understanding of how historically bad this roster is. It's not. Yeah, it's bad. It's but the, it's it, professional. It's the worst ever. I don't know that that's true either. I mean, did you ever watch the seventy? It's before your. T- it's before you were born. <laughs> but did you ever watch the seventy-six Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Was that before color television? Uh, <laughs> well, I remember watching them on a very tiny screen, <laughs> and it was grainy. But I remember hey, watching them. Was that Leroy Selmans was on that team? Uh, after a while, yeah. Uh, maybe he was the first. I think he might have been the first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, so the it's point one, is, it's one of the four or five worst rosters ever constructed. The point is that Coach McKay, John McKay, was asked, "What do you t- think <laughs> of your team's execution?" And his answer was, "I'm all for it." Yeah. <laughs> so, Are we going to get a moment like that from Flores this year? No. Post game that he just snaps. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be then amazing. He just, then he just has a meltdown. I would just, I would just roll <laughs> on the floor because I go into those press conferences, Beasley, and I feel bad for the guy. I feel he has been put in a situation where he has no significant chance of winning week to week. Right. Uh, if they do win games this year, it will be, you know, kind of happenstance, a, a perfect conglomeration of circumstances that came together that helped you to win. Like playing the Redskins? <laughs> uh, you know, I think the Redskins are a more talented team yes, than the Miami Dolphins. I agree. And, but they're a dumpster fire. And they are a dumpster fire. That's that's where coaching comes in. So the good news is the Dolphins coaching staff is better than the Redskins coaching staff. No question about that. Let me ask you this. Um, suppose the the amazing thing happens and the Dolphins beat the Redskins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dolphin fans should feel how about that? Totally conflicted. Totally, because no team wants to be the zero and sixteen team. I was listening to Joe Rose on the radio on the way in, and he said all these alumni, they 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 for the sake of the franchise need a win this year because they don't want to be associated with one of the biggest jokes 
in National Football League history. And there have only been what? You mentioned the Bucks. That wasn't even a 16-game season. The two in, this, in the modern era are the Lions and the Browns. And you say, oh, man, the 2007 Lions, joke. The 2017 Browns, joke. They, they were on hard knocks. Was that the year they were in hard knocks? They were in hard knocks in 18. But you knew that they were a joke. And they don't want to be associated with that. I still think one win will get it done for a number of reasons if you want the number one pick. The Dolphins' strength of schedule is going to be brutally bad, and that will help them. Because the, the weaker your schedule, if there's a tie, the better for you for picking high. So I think one win, win will get it done. But I don't want to, I don't want to try it because the, the, the Redskins are really bad and the Bengals are just pathetic. Um, the Bengals are better than the Dolphins too. But, again, their coaching staff is mm-hmm. um, substandard. I would say to you that I want the Dolphins to win. I want them to win because that's what you should always want. I want them to win. It's good for everybody, especially me. Uh, So that's what I want. I want them to win. But I see the point of you won in a year where winning is kind of the secondary issue. Uh, Losing is the primary issue because you want to get that pick. And if they lose to the Bengals or if they lose to the Redskins and those teams are the dumpster fire that they have been previously – they could be looking up at the Bengals and the Redskins picking quarterbacks. Correct. You could be the third third pick and not be able to move up because the two teams ahead of you need quarterbacks. And suddenly you tanked wrong. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I think here's here's the perfect scenario. You tanked poorly. <laughs> Again, how do you do that? It's a, it's a random game. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of randomness in the National Football League. And how do you suck at t- tanking? Well, I mean, think about the Bengals. They're trying to win. How do you do that? Okay, so here's the perfect scenario, I think, for Dolphins fans. They lose in a week and a half to go to 0-5. They get to week 16 against the Bengals at 0-14, and the Bengals already have a win or two. That's the game you win. You avoid 0-16, and you still get the number one pick. That That would be huge. That would be amazing. Except if the Bengals are also similarly sucky. Right. Well, the thing is, as I mentioned, the, the tiebreaker is going to help the Dolphins. Zach Taylor, by the way. Okay, here's a question for you, and we've diverged. Were you ever impressed with that dude when he was here? No. Um, Zach Taylor was a fine guy. Very a nice, nice man. person. Yeah. Nice people don't necessarily bring championships. Bill Belichick is not a nice human being. <laughs> okay? He's not. True. And he's won more championships than basically everybody else. And he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. And not a nice dude. Not a good guy. Not someone I want to have a beer with. Not someone I want in my car. Not someone I want in my house. But he is someone I want coaching my team. Every day of the week. And so, therefore, it's not about nice guys. Zach Taylor, nice guy, but he's over his head. Well, let's think about all these first, first-time head coaches. Flores, 0-4. Kingsbury, 0-3-1. Zach Taylor, 0 and 4. And there's a third, there's a fourth as well that is struggling, whose name escapes me. Fangio. Fangio, 0 and 4. Again, we're giving Brian Flores the benefit of the doubt because of the situation. But maybe some. I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. 0 and 4? Well, I mean, he's made mistakes now. Understood. Okay. Understood, but. They've never once been close to He's better than, than Jay Gruden and that coach is have right now. He's never once been the most close to being the most talented or even true. 
Um, maybe there's something to be said about these retread coaches that everyone turns their noses up to. Maybe these hot new assistants, particularly if your claim to fame is knowing Sean McVay, that wasn't the best way to, to envision the future of your franchise. It's amazing to me that, that there are billionaires that turn over their billion-dollar industries to neophytes. Mm-hmm. They turn over an entire football organization to people like Zach Taylor. Who's four years younger than me. Who's never really accomplished anything of significance. Except in, for being the, the son-in-law of, of the successful head coach in the college level. Not even. Uh, he was, he had, okay, he had a bit of success in Green Bay, I guess, the NFL. Yeah, with Brett Favre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, okay, great. But he, I mean, uh, great. <laughs> His greatness has been by association. Exactly. And so, and he was associated with the Los Angeles Rams, who won the Super Bowl last year. They did not. Who won the Super Bowl a year before? No. Who won the Super Bowl a year before that? No. Oh, okay. So, in other words, he's been on a team that hasn't won at all. Correct. Okay. Um, and come on now. Look, Vic Fangio, I understand. He's been a long-time guy. But he's he's learning on the job. Totally. He's never been a head coach. Brian Flores is le- learning on the job. He's never been a head coach. He's never been a coordinator. I guess Flores has the one advantage of there's no expectations this year. So he, right. can, he can make these mistakes, and nobody – I wouldn't say nobody cares, but it's, it's not an indictment on him because they're just so overmatched every time they line up. That's fair. That, that is a fair assessment. Still want him to win. You can't go 0-16. They'll win a game. You cannot year. go 0-16. They will win a game this year. The only franchise ever to go undefeated cannot bookend that with a winless season. Totally. If you do that – Steve Ross, you've lost all respect in the community. You are supposedly the, you know, you said you're the steward over this organization. You will go down as the guy who authored 0-16. Who pushed for it. And and seriously, uh, Chris Greer, you're the general manager that put together an 0-16 roster. And Brian Flores, you coached well enough to win as many games as me. <laughs> the only way they'd be able to redeem themselves is three years later they're hoisting the Lombardi trophy. Uh, three years later, the, I got news for you. You go 0-16 next year. You better. You're on. You're, the seat is very hot under you because if, if you make it to next year, by the way. I can't see them firing Flores. If you make it to next year, by the way. You think that's a possibility? 0-16, Adam. It's historically bad. Uh, th- two teams have done it. The 2008 Lions and the Cleveland Browns in 17, I yeah. think. That is bad in and of itself. But to do it with a franchise that has been propping itself up on 1972. For 50 years. And the perfect season. <laughs> don't do that. Ever, 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 ever. So there's reasons to watch the game is what you're saying. Yeah, there's reasons to watch the game and read all the all the copy at MiamiHerald.com. We do appreciate you joining us this week at the Dolphins In-Depth podcast, star of the show, Adam Beasley, as always. You brought it strong today. I'll be on the golf course on Friday. That's what I was going to ask you. What are you going to do this weekend? It's a young Jacob's second birthday. So Very good. So we party for my son on Saturday, and I'll be on the golf course Friday. 
And Sunday, I will be doing what I can only do twice a year, sitting on my butt watching Sunday NFL football. Very good. Very good. So we do appreciate you joining us. We'll be back next week. Tune in then.